1: I'm strong and so with
3: my dad. And so <laughs> I press that bad button? Are we ready
1: to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American.
2: Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can!
1: Place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) They don't want to get a
2: nasty tweet from Donald Trump.
1: Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today?
2: I don't watch the news.
1: The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners,
0: and here's their response.
1: I'm not from this place. But the places I come from, we don't deal with that kind of petty nonsense.
0: I give you America itself!
1: This
4: is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty!
0: From Studio C. C, C, Great looking moon out there this morning. Don't miss that. Great full moon. Fine, moon. Big, bright, celestial body hanging out there. Uh, Welcome to the show, bowels, etc. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Petty nonsense!
4: Hmm. I enjoy the petty nonsense. I understand why the Secretary of State needs to look to weightier matters, more impactful, you know, issues. But me,
0: I love the old PM. Petty nonsense is what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yep. Don't be knocking my hobbies. <laughs> well, what, what, what else are you gonna do? Just contemplate the horrors of the world? No. So there's serious talk now about dude had help in Vegas, right? People are taking yep. it seriously. That's not just an internet rumor or conspiracy theories or whatever. I was very surprised this morning. Taken aback to see
4: one of my favorite uh, cutting through the crap uh, realistic websites saying, "All right, here are I think it was 14 unanswered questions," and they were taking it seriously.
0: Mark Stein was doing that last night on TV. And Is that right? A, he's a serious guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. That that's pretty interesting stuff. I I d- had dismissed all that as just you know the the ta- the type of stuff that happens after every one of these. It's inevitable. Sure the government was behind it or whatever, or look at this video or whatever. In fact, I, it, one of my plans for this morning was to bring you
4: a list of the fake stories that emerged in the aftermath of the shooting, uh, partly just because it's amazing, uh-huh. uh, and partly because I think it would do us a lot of good to start to recognize, it do some of you all some good, judging by what you forward to us, to start to recognize, oh, that's a bit perfect, and, and, and realize
0: it's a fake news story. Yeah. Um. So you know what we're going to do today? Mm. Study
2: the world! Study the world! All right,
4: let
1: us, once again, study the world.
2: Study
1: Yeah,
0: study the world. That's a heck of a moon. Did I mention that? I did. I don't know why, but I just... I see a big, a big full moon like that, and I just want to park my car and look at it. I think it's so fleeting, and then it's gone. Well, right. It is. Although it'll be back. Yeah, next month. Yeah. Um, Do you realize the
4: moon doesn't create its own light jacket; it merely reflects the sun's light. What?
0: <laughs> um, let's check in with everybody and say hello. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
1: Ah, uh, pretty good. But I made the mistake of I broke my own rule. I never bring sweet stuff into the house. If I'm going to get a, candy, a good idea, if I get a candy bar, I'm just going to buy it at the store. So I buy one, you know, one big size. But I made the mistake of bringing home. Fat boy ice cream sandwiches. I haven't had, you know, ice cream sandwiches. Sa- I- The name. I mean, doesn't the name uh, dissuade you? Yeah, it's right there on the package. (laughs) But they were at a good price, and you know, it was eighteen. No, yeah, eighteen of them in a box. Oh yeah. Hey, honey,
4: well, you're at the store. Pick up some. You're gonna be obese pasta. (laughs) That
0: box is practically made out of mirrors with that name.
1: they're, They're delish. But the problem is, I can't eat one at a time. I'm eating two at a time, and so well, they'll be done in about I don't know eight days, maybe maybe sooner. Because you know, the, the weekend's coming up. You, you know? know,
0: a grown man really shouldn't be sitting I around know. eating ice cream the more sandwiches. The more I
1: talk and listen to myself, the stupider I feel.
0: <laughs> oh, God dang it. I hesitate
4: to even bring up the former associate of this program who would regularly polish off
0: a box. Yeah, he was. What was oh, his? That's right. what was a bit his? of an eating problem. But what was his brand? He had an ice cream sandwich thing going. Please tell me it wasn't Fat Boy. <laughs> you ever had an It's It? A lot of people haven't had oh, It's It's. Love an oh, oh, love It's Oh, my God. That's yeah. a good little treat right yeah. there. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
5: Doing very well. It was on this day in the year 1940 that Fantasia, the Disney classic, opened in theaters. And I only bring this up because I'm fascinated as I grow older to learn how much classical art I was introduced to through the lens of cartoons, whether it's Fantasia or Looney Tunes, the uh, overture tonight. Right, you sure. know, th- those are, those are the timeless musical acts of, of humanity. And I, I, my first exposure to them was from lovely animation.
0: That's what I was saying yesterday about some of the Netflix series on the, on the, on the, the kids stuff. My kids watch a little bit of it, and I, th- I think there's just no value in this whatsoever. Whereas a Looney Tunes, you might dismiss as that way, but it's not. I mean, I, I learned mo- most everything I've ever heard of classical music I got from Looney Tunes. <laughs> 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 and classic comedy uh, structure and that sort of thing. God, some of those modern shows for kids are just worthless. They got nothing going for them.
1: All just f- flashing lights and yeah, fast yep, action.
0: Absolutely. Lots of flashing lights. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm
1: doing very well. We've got a trio of birthdays today. Trio of celebrity birthdays. Fantastic. First out of the box, actress Kate Winslet is turning 42, net worth about $45 million, and she's teaming up with director James Cameron again for the first time since she played Rose in uh, his epic movie, Titanic. Top grossing film of all time until Cameron's avatar came along in 2009. Winslet signed up to star in Cameron's next two Avatar movies at Fox, 42 today.
5: If
0: we, if we take a minute per birthday, it's going to take a long time.
1: All right, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, 59 today, is net worth $2 million. And rocker Steve Miller hits 74, net worth $40 million.
0: Steve Miller is 74 years
1: old. 74.
0: And only has $42 million. Yes, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, he's he's a hippie. Uh, he's always been. He. I don't think he gave a damn about the money. Keep her rocking me, baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Already Get to Be? Thursday, October right. the something or other, of the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
4: All right, here comes the petty nonsense according to FCC rules and regulations. We're sticklers for that. We, we uh, drill. We do drills. Make sure we understand the FCC rules every single day. Let's go at Mark.
1: Personally, as I write in the book, I took a lot of walks in the woods. I spent a lot of time cleaning closets and uh, playing with my dogs. I drank <laughs> my share of Chardonnay. <laughs>
0: Drinking Chardonnay and cleaning the closet—that's what. If you win, you're structuring your uh, your cabinet that will be discussed by history for centuries right. to come. If you lose, you'd get drunk and clean your closet. That's you just the way it works. works. <laughs> oh boy. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we
1: got the Vegas killer's secret life. President Trump's got another Twitter rage going, blasting lawmakers for not looking into the fake news networks, and O.J.'s new side job may end up sending him back to jail story is coming up 6:35 Armstrong and Giddy. the Vegas sheriff actually mentioned the idea of, of
0: another person involved right yes he brought it up yes. he introduced the topic so that's something how does mailbag look oh it's outstanding it's a sprawling epic much like James Cameron's Titanic <laughs> <laughs> so is, is she gonna be involved in other uh, drowning on boats movies the Bismarck the Louis Citania? I, I, I- <laughs>
5: I hope that this is the follow-up where she's yeah. investigated for the murder of Leo DiCaprio. There was plenty of room for him on that floating piece of wood, right?
1: right? <laughs> and, and you know, you're talking about Steve Miller only having about forty forty-two million dollars. He's seventy-four. If I'm, I'm seventy-four and I got forty-two million dollars, I'm living large. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But his music is omnipresent and has oh, been yeah. for forty years. Oh yeah. Um, and it should be. It's awesome. Lots of stuff to come on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Bunch of different stories to talk about, from very serious to uh, very not. For instance, we had three army commandos killed in Niger yesterday. Who knew we were fighting in Niger? Doing what? I don't know. We're going to try to figure that out. Find I out think what's going we're on supposed here. to pronounce it Niger now. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to. For reasons that escape me. Um, uh, Donald,
4: Did you hear an you know, old, old man uh, Tillerson saying Pakistan yesterday? I'm not going to do that if either. If you're going to say Pakistan then you've got to say Afghanistan. Just like that. If you're going to play the trying to look more sophisticated by softening all your A's game, you got to be consistent. Afghanistan.
0: Well, I can't do it. Um, Got a Nobel, new Nobel Prize winner. Cleaning up the mess of Bob Dylan last year in the literature. Are and these uh, ones all showing up to speak? Donald Trump once asked out Brooke Shields, according to a story she told yesterday. It's kind of a funny story. And the security guard at the Mandalay Bay, who was the first guy to uh, to try to get into the room, who may have saved a hell of a lot of lives, he's got to get some sort of award, along with a lot of other people. Man, there's a lot of people that risk their lives to try to stop that from happening.
4: There are media outlets who are even now still just wallowing in the misery. Their listeners, their viewers like it, I guess. I can't stand it. On the other hand, there are tales of courage and heroism and decency and generosity there, are well worth talking about, so.
0: and then this new wrinkle—that was there somebody else involved? The idea that there's a, a human being out there alive, bumping around, who is involved in killing sixty people, is amazing. Well, I'm not sure I believe it,
4: but I am intrigued. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll tell you what we're talking about, because I don't. Uh, what's your What's your feeling about it? Just uh, put a percentage on your. You think it is true? I dismissed it out of hand, but okay. people I respect aren't. Yeah. Okay. So, but personally, so that gives you what? Like a 20%? I don't,
0: I can't imagine that there's anybody else involved. I
4: I can't either. It's just, it's just, well, okay. Too many unanswered questions. Mailbag! (laughs) Something that will actually be uh, useful to your listeners, re-identity theft, writes uh, Justin from Pittsburgh, formerly Boulder, formerly Modesto. It moves around a lot fleeing state after state run out of town by the authorities and the decent townspeople uh, I'd say it's a guide to what to do uh, if your identity is stolen and or the credit theft reports it's a step-by-step really thorough guide uh, and he said it's very readable too. it's really well written by somebody named Patrick McKenzie and we posted a link for you at com. I haven't read it myself, but it sounds uh, really
0: useful. Surely I sure hope that never happens to me. Maybe it already has happened. Maybe put it in a big red
4: box on your wall uh, behind glass with a hammer hanging from it. If your identity gets stolen or you become aware that somebody's... Still, you just smash the glass and take the, the thing out that you've printed earlier.
0: I got a friend who's dealing with it right now, and he said it's an incredible pain in the ass. Oh and God. then as we talked about yesterday... Even when you think it's fixed five years from now, when you go to buy a house, something's going to show up that you have to fight like crazy to fix.
4: i got to believe it's a second job. Straighten that stuff out, at least in the initial few weeks. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Ian in uh, Tijuana, who uh, sent us something ridiculous that was purely an attempted humor yesterday, but it made me laugh, has hit two days in a row. This will only encourage him, and so I hesitate to read this. But he writes, Jose, I read a survey that said 82% of people enjoy being cuddled. But if the people on this bus are any indication, the real figure is like zero. <laughs> Ian,
0: I tell you, tell you yeah, I've funny. made a
4: mistake. On the topic God, of the,
0: somebody loving up against you, a stranger on a bus. That sounds horrible. Want to
4: cuddle? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I should have asked for the, the taco
0: song to be ready.
4: Oh, I, no. I, I don't suppose you have that uh, anywhere... And I was going to huh. play that for my kids last night, I forgot. Right. Uh, Matt writes, guys, your in-depth lyrical analysis of the terror caused by raining tacos was the best thing I've ever heard on radio. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Oh, taking the song seriously. Well, right. Uh, if that happened, it wouldn't be quite the jovial occurrence that this song seems right. to indicate. would be about as funny as Hurricane Irma. Good Lord, what has happened.
4: Right, exactly. My God, are the children all right. How are we looking there, uh?
5: hmm it should have been playing already what what happens if i push this button here flip this switch over here uh can we turn the keys at the same time you guys (laughs) on three two one it's
1: raining tacos
2: go so
0: uh if it it rains tacos and there's no need to ask why you are a strange person that'd be my first thought that's right how could this possibly be happening right
4: and again tacos falling from the clouds would reach terminal velocity and if you merely tilted your head up and closed your eyes again you would be battered beyond recognition (laughs) by the falling uh, delicious mexican sandwich the taco Uh, Hey, Gunner and Momentus. I'd forgotten. That was one of my new rap names, Momentus. And the two, it's two S's, but they're dollar signs.
0: And Gunner, the nickname I wanted as a little kid, but my dad rolled his eyes at it.
4: Dustin also. I said
0: I wanted to be called Gunner, and he didn't think that was a good idea.
4: Dustin uh, refers to me as Momentus slash Seminy Flutes. Which was I can't remember what that was going to be. Uh, on Wednesday, you guys addressed these some of the pitfalls of taco rain, but I think you overlooked the worst part of it. What do you imagine will happen over the next few weeks of three foot deep rents and tacos all over your city? Ooh, aside from the odor, that mess would draw all sorts of disease ridden vermin. They would literally, yes, literally plague your city for years to come. It would be a catastrophe of such scale that Donald Trump would have to forgive your city's debts to creditors over whom he has no authority. (laughs) Uh, KWTPTS, keep waiting through putrefied taco sludge. Dustin and Chico. I
0: know. That song, it's just, it's all happy and fun. It would not be. It would the, be terrifying. The occurrence at the time would be terrifying, and then, as we just heard, the next day, you just got, you're wading through greasy meat
5: and rats. And it's like the it's like the super volcano at Yellowstone. Like, it's it'd be terrifying if that erupted, but even more terrifying is the aftermath. You wish you would oh. go out in the explosion, because, oh, oh, man, it's Mad Max after that.
4: Kathy uh, writes, really? Come on, guys. I was terribly disappointed in both of you this morning. Your moronic, sophomore comments before Rex Tillerson's press conference, comments during and after, were disrespectful, speculative, and totally juvenile. I have come to expect better of both of you. Really? How?
0: <laughs> yes.
4: New <What>? listener checking <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't think the problem is on this end, <laughs> my dear.
0: What in our history led you to that conclusion? Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, Dave wants to weigh in on the giant, elusive coconut-cracking racks of the Solomon Islands. Speaking of vermin. Uh, I was fascinated by the concept of uh, rats that could crack coconuts. Terrifying. How big are these rats? How powerful? How Do, do we know how they crack them? I
0: think they push them off of something. Oh, that's c- clever little devils. Yeah.
4: Dave writes, I saw an old <laughs> British documentary where a little white bunny rabbit attacked some knights in full steel armor and bit the knights' heads off. One of the knights was so afraid he soiled his pants. <laughs> I've seen that documentary too, Dave. Oh, boy. Ah, uh, Kristen has a number of different thoughts. Uh, she she actually points out, there's too much news to handle. I can hear it in your voices. Monday was definitely a cry for help day for me. I just couldn't take it anymore, but I'm, I'm better now. Um, uh, a couple of different thoughts. Then she says, uh, oh, please don't hire a female. Ugh, I work with females, and they are so annoying. They always talk when I try to listen to you. Love wow. you. That's wow. Kristen. Wow. Doesn't like the damn females. Oh, speaking of which, do we have Cam Newton dealing with the damn females? Okay, we don't need it now, but that's some controversy from the world of sports that people will act like they care about for roughly a day. Uh, Kyle, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Clyde in Sacktown says, the festival goers in Las Vegas were not allowed to bring guns into the venue. What if they were? Well, then I think you'd probably have dozens of people spraying gunfire at a crowded casino as they desperately try to figure out where the guns were yeah. coming from. I'm usually a, the best thing in the world for a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun.
0: Not sure that would have helped in this case. And, Not and, with a
4: sniper shooting from a crowded casino. Right. Yeah. And then we'll end on this happy note. This is Pat Sajak, the great Pat Sajak. Host of Wheel of Fortune. For many, many moons. And probably a bunch of other minor game shows, right? Was he a uh, something or other pyramid guy? Or Nobody cares. Why am I asking? Pat Sajak tweeted, okay, let me explain this again. We're celebs. We're wiser and more empathetic than you. We are famous. Please take our opinions more seriously.
0: Thank you for that, Pat. That's pretty funny. It is.
4: He
5: has a very uh, interesting online presence in terms of his his Twitter account and social media engagements. I'm getting
0: the sense of that from that, yeah.
5: It's very strange.
0: So there's a study out that says these new complicated dashboards in cars are uh, dangerous and causing wrecks. Boy, there's a shock. They uh, had to do a study. I have to press like 40 buttons to turn on the AM radio. Not distracting at all. But anyway, that and more from Marshall's news on the way, and we're going to get into everything else that's going on. Tell you about that security guard at the Mandalay Bay. Quite a story. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, scumbag murderer dude obviously had a lot of money. So, if you've got a lot of money, you can live a lot of different ways, right? You could have a crazy fun life. You, sure. could, ha- you could have a crazy interesting life. Right. You could have a crazy um uh, giving up, life. Right. Open up a home for uh, you know homeless youth. And he would. There's a story out today. He how he would sit for like six hours at the video poker machine yeah. with a with a with an unhappy look on his face. The high stakes one too. Just sitting there, and, and those are set up for you to lose. I mean, that's not even a game where you, like, get some skill <laughs> and you could possibly be good at. So you're just sitting there pulling the lever with a grim look on your face all day long with your with your millions of dollars. Nice life. I love the video poker. Love it. Waiting for that royal flush.
4: Someday it'll be mine. Wow. But, yeah, it's basic probability. You sit there,
0: I'll take the jacks, click, lost again. Yeah. What a life. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
1: Well, those who are trying to figure out the motive of the Vegas gunman have had little more to chase than hints and shadows. He led such a private life that nobody seemed to know him very well, and those who did had no sense he was capable of launching a massacre. The Clark County Sheriff, Joseph Lombardo. What we know is Stephen Paddock is a man who spent decades acquiring weapons and ammo and living a secret life, much of which will never be fully understood. And the sheriff also thinks that he couldn't have been acting alone. you got to make the assumption that he had to have some help at some point. Given the large number of weapons he had, the explosive materials found in his car, as well as his meticulous attack. Plan. Yeah,
0: so the explos- well, explosive stuff was new news. He had the kind of explosives that he could have blown off a jig- big chunk of the hotel, yep. which might have been part of his plan. Who knows? Yep. Why he left it in his car, I don't know. And he and booked a couple of rooms over a festival just a week earlier on the other end of Vegas. So was he going to do it then and something went wrong or who knows?
1: Right. His shooter's girlfriend said she has no idea he was planning a massacre. Mary Lou Danley's lawyer, Matthew Lombard, reading a statement by her outside the federal building in L.A. It never occurred to me in any way
2: whatsoever that he was planning violence against anyone.
0: If you were at that other music festival, you know, you, you, right. you, you have to live with the weird probability of life and death that for some reason he didn't do it that day. Right.
4: That's amazing. Now, I heard that uh, some of the evidence that they found led them to believe he planned to escape. Yeah. So, yeah. well, was not a suicide mission at all. It could have been the, the brave uh, hotel security guy who you mentioned briefly. And okay. We'll tell you that story that soon. That
0: seems but. to be what threw a wrench into his plan. Wow. I, you could see how he could have escaped. Um, if, some, if that security guard hadn't figured it out, uh, he might have been able to fire off rounds for right. 15 minutes and then just go to the elevator, go down and walk out and leave. Or maybe he was going to go blow something up. Who the hell knows?
1: President Trump is asking this morning why lawmakers aren't looking into the fake news networks. In a tweet this a.m., Trump wrote that the Senate Intelligence Committee isn't looking into why so much of our news is made up fake, fake. He then went on to tweet about stock market highs, positive unemployment numbers, and business enthusiasm. Then he returned to the subject of fake news, tweeting, Rex Tillerson never threatened to resign. This is fake news put out by NBC News. Low news and reporting standards, no verification from me.
0: NBC, standing by that story, still. Yep, yep. Say their sources are good. I have no idea.
1: In other news, looks like O.J. Simpson is making money under the table now that he's out of prison. TMZ says it's got a picture of O.J. secretly signing his name on sports memorabilia in a Las Vegas hotel room on Tuesday night.
0: Really? Who's buying O.J. memorabilia? Oh, boy.
3: Memorabilia? It's, it's,
4: It's... Just to it's be a, quirky? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not about the
0: football. It's ironic.
4: <laughs> he, he was a great running back. That's why I
1: got it. No, no.
0: He's just a celebrity. Yeah.
1: Memorabilia likely to be sold to auctioneers so they can handle it from there. Simpson still owes about $100 million in damages to the families of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman after being found not guilty of their murders but being found guilty in a civil suit. If he makes money without reporting it, He would be in violation of federal tax laws. If he violates the law, his parole can be revoked and he can be thrown back in prison.
0: God, that'd be something.
4: Well, he just showed up for his first day at work signing football. So what do you mean if he doesn't report it? He's hardly done it yet. Uh, Marshall, you're trying to frame him. And what are you, he, Mark Furman over there? He's like, give, give the man time. He's got to fill out the paperwork.
0: And he gets a giant chunk of money from his NFL yep. pension. I mean, yep. it's it's like live large money. I forgot what it is, but whatever, 30000 a month or something crazy. Right? Yikes.
1: Yep. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting the Guinea Show, the voice of the West.
0: But you see, he's a scumbag criminal, so... And he seems to be an incorrigible scumbag criminal. Don't buy OJ memorabilia. I know it seems kind of funny at the time, but, it you know. You know, the... Uh Attorney General of Florida said some ridiculous stuff about OJ. Oh, really? Yeah, it's
4: that uh, blonde-haired gal we saw at the convention. Rising
5: Republican star. Right, right. Do you want the numbers on uh, the pension? Sure. Uh, so, if he started until he was, if he waited until he was sixty-five to start drawing from his pension, he'll get about a hundred thousand a year. A hundred grand a year? Yeah. I thought it was more than that. I'll have to look at it. Is this Um, as accurate as your
4: NRA (laughs) uh, numbers from the other day, Sean? You know, you know, there was I thought we had moved on. There
0: (laughs) is no need for that. No need. Um so yeah, your car's gonna kill you because it's too complicated to drive. We know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We're losing soldiers in the African country of Niger. How many people even knew we had soldiers in Niger? What are we trying to accomplish? How many countries are we in?
4: Niger, Niger. I mean, it's a country people don't know exists.
0: How many countries are we in where we have soldiers at risk?
4: Mike Lyon, CBS military analyst, joins us. Uh, Mike, when this headline came out uh, yesterday, I was amongst uh, my fellow human beings And uh, the response was universal. We have soldiers in that country?
3: We sure do. In fact, we have them in about 80 countries around the world, places like this. We've got probably uh, soldiers in every country in Africa right now, Uh, two or three working with uh, the military against these indigenous forces. I I just actually, two weeks ago, had a presentation from the special operations commander, a guy named Ken who's a classmate of mine, and he laid out for us this, um, you know, in an unclassified way, the amount of workflow that uh, the special forces have right now. It's unbelievable. Um, and they continue to, to go at it every day. Um, they're not, it, it's a classic Vietnam mission where we're there as advisors, we're helping the, the regular military forces there that are combating extremism in each of these countries.
4: Well, and I guess they were, they were out looking for Boko Haram or opposing Boko Haram, and, and our guys uh, got ambushed. Is that correct?
3: Pretty much, it's ISIS they're claiming is uh, the ones. Now, what happens is because they become targets as ISIS and these extremist groups look for uh, safe places to be. I mean, look at a map and you look at Niger, you see that it's just not a lot of built up area, a lot of wide open spaces and deserts. Um, And what happens is ISIS first infiltrates on the civilian side, tries to get spies and tries to get information there. And then once they map the movements of the soldiers that are there, then they become they become targets. So the Green Bay community wakes up this morning and knows that besides there's always a target on its back. They're going to have to change things up in order to try to stay safe in these countries that continue to have infiltration by Islamic uh, extremists.
0: Who makes a decision to send, you know, five to 50 to a thousand troops to some country nobody's paying any attention to? Is that always the president's call or does the Pentagon just do it and the president signs off on it? Or how does that work?
3: No, actually, it's the State Department that works. The Special Forces are working in concert with the State Department and the missions and um, the, all of the offices that we have in these countries. Uh, I, I know the chain of command actually reports back up to those guys. So kind of like the Marines that are at our embassies, you've got special operators, CIA folks there as well. So it's all part of that entire community that, uh, that continues to project you know U.S. soft power supposedly across the world. So, like when something happens in that country as a breakdown, the special operators are there uh, working. You know, issues trying to get out in front of them uh, before they they go. You know, they they get worse. I'd say in this case, knowing full well that's a counterterrorism mission that's that's there, and the government under the assumption it wants to fight them uh, uses our operators to train and to to help them with that mission. Do you think? The guys
4: involved were there to fight uh, or or merely to advise and got caught up in a fight.
3: Yeah, they're there to advise. They're not there to fight, okay. uh, which makes this weapon, makes this mission so challenging for them. Um, you know, they're not, you know, they're not deploying in force. They don't have tanks. They don't have uh, you know, air power, for example, most people in the military that are downrange know full well they can get on a radio and call for the Air Force or something. If they get into something over their heads, someone will help. These guys are out there knowing full well that it's just them and, and the group around them. I wouldn't – I'd say so. three were killed, I wouldn't say there's more than 20 in the country, so to speak. And, and, again, their mission is is to train that that military. Again, you go back to that Vietnam episode, you know, episode one and two of military advisors training the South Vietnamese Army. It's a classic Green Beret mission uh, is what those guys are doing.
0: Hey, does that go very well usually? Because just, you know, the, the, what what I've seen it through, uh, just the mass media and me not knowing much about it, it doesn't work a lot. I mean, I've seen the, the results of the, the, the military we're training in Afghanistan, and, you know, I saw the Iraqis doing jumping jacks and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah. does that work most of the time or yeah. what?
3: you know what the problem is they don't have good pr but it does work um and it's it at least keeps you know keeps stability you'd be surprised the fact that we've got them in over eight, you know 80 countries and in most cases it, it does work now in 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 those places like afghanistan and vietnam it was you know they were really fighting a war different mission it escalated got out of hand we all know we all know how that movie ended uh, but in this case um these are positions that have been going on. This has been going on for 20, 25 years. This, this just doesn't, wasn't troops sent there in the last couple of weeks to do this. We've got stable special operations forces in each of these countries that are there, that have been there, that rotate through. I, I mean, again, and these are our best and our brightest at our military. They go through uh, Green Beret training, special ops training. They're often, uh, you know, they've got language training, medical training. They, they clearly are um, very unique soldiers that uh, that keep the peace there.
4: Mike Lyons, CBS military analyst on the line. Mike, as long as we're uh, briefly discussing Vietnam, have you gotten a chance to log much time with the uh, Ken burns Lynn Novick documentary?
3: I have. I've watched every minute, and I've watched some of them twice. And I tell you, you just cannot help to see the analogies between that and uh, and Afghanistan. In fact, just every time someone in that, that documentary mentions the word communist, just take out the word terrorist, and you've got... The situation today. Um, I, I thought it was so well done. They brought uh, you through um, the stories of certain families. Um, I, I still can't get over the amount of carnage. You know, the thing is, the difference between warfare now is in Afghanistan. We just haven't killed fifty-six thousand people um, because if we were killing. 250, 300 a month, we'd be long out of Afghanistan at this point. The amount of protests was, was just incredible. Un, uh, again, er, everything is so more escalated there on the ground physically. Today, you see the same kind of things, but it's more like in the Internet and the Internet on television. It's just not the same. I, I, the, the country was, I think, at a much bigger crossroads back in 1968 cool. when that was all taken place. How do
5: you,
0: as a military guy, react to uh, you know hearing the tape or quotes from four different presidents saying, well, we're never going to win this? We're never going to win.
3: Yeah, I think if there's anything the military learned from that is we're not we're not going to get involved if that's the case going forward. Um, it was uh, you know back then we just thought we could just throw bodies at situations and we were going to win because we were the United States. And it started with Korea in some ways. Frankly, back in the '50s, we just said, well, we'll just we'll just show up there and the, the, the Koreans and the, the Chinese will just will just walk away. Um, what I learned about that from the Vietnam video series was just the intensity of the Vietnam people and and their passion and their losses as well. And I mean, we lost fifty six thousand. They lost over two or two or three million. Um, so they wanted their independence. They wanted their freedom. We just we just were too into it. Never got on the right side of it. Couldn't get out of it fast enough. I think once Nixon was president, he should have said that. Said, I said enough enough. This is over. We're just going to be out of here. But that whole peace with honor thing ends up costing us 30,000 more American lives. It, it's, just, it's just pathetic. Right.
4: Uh, hey, in just 30 seconds, because I know we're, we're both about out of time, but um, uh, we understand ISIS is really on the ropes in Iraq down to like one more stronghold, uh, urban yeah. stronghold anyway.
3: Just finished it up, and, and, and I think you're going to see that border restored, and the Iraqi government now will continue to... To move forward, let's hope uh, it, it does in a way that is in a democratic manner that joins the rest of the world, we just as opposed to being just a, a satellite of Iran as Iran continues to try to gain more power in the Middle East.
4: Yeah, no kidding, or, or a sectarian hellhole. Uh, yeah. Mike Lyons, CBS military analyst. Thanks a million, Mike.
3: Great guy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate
4: it. We got a lot of, um, mm, yeah, what's the right term? A lot of anti-Ken Burns uh, Vietnam documentary emails and such. Really? I Many haven't heard of them any of that. Sending w- w- one particular editorial, which was which uh, was written before it aired, and it was a list of concerns about it. Um, and so I was interested to hear what Mike thought of it. Um, there there have been a few people who thought it it wasn't fair or um, Tor- under wasn't um, fair to who to, uh, our American military and fighting men and the rest of it, hmm. or um. Or played down some of the protesters' affection for the Communist North. Because it, it went beyond anti-war to, like, pro-North Vietnam. Which is ugly.
0: But Man, there's a lot of gun statistics floating around right now that are uh, contradictory. I don't know if you've been following this whole debate. Got a woman who was sprinkling glass shards in food to get free meals. You heard that story? we got a bunch of different stuff. There's all kinds of different people in the world. You ever notice that? They're inventing a new kind of crazy every day. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.